The Music in Us is a free-flowing conversation about lyrics, music, and those who make it. Join Jay, the Grumpy Gagan, Scott, the pastor with a heart of rock and roll, Chip, the sarcastic boomer, and AJ, the millennial nihilist, for bi-weekly conversations. We don't always agree, but we always bring the respect. Thanks for listening. We ready, boys? We're ready. We're ready. Welcome to the music in us. The hey, Scott. Music in us. Hi, Jay. Howdy, Hi, Chip. Hey, Chip. How we doing? Good. How are you? All right. It's the, it's the three old guys tonight. <laughs> old farts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> boomer. Back in my Smells day, Smells like being gay and Swiss steak in here. <laughs> we had sticks and rocks to make music, and we loved it. <laughs> no, we had sticks and REO. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a good point. I like that. In Boston. <laughs> And a queen. And queen in Kansas. All kinds of goodies. Toto. But that was the 70s. And Toto wasn't in Kansas, oddly enough. Toto was in the 80s. Well, late 70s. Late 70s. I wrecked my 1974 Ford Maverick to a Toto song. Remember Hold the Line? Yeah, that's the first big one, right? Yeah, it was on the radio when I put my car in the ditch. Oh. On the way to a swim meet. Athletics kills. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so do bald tires in the rain. (laughs) That's true. All right, well, we are talking Control by Janet Jackson. Why? Why do you ask? That's a very good question. Because. And I I understand why someone would be asking. So, our theme that we're exploring these days is our favorite 80s tune. I think that was a particularly wretched thing to do, by the way. What? Pick that theme? Yeah, one song from the whole 80s? Very hard to do. Like, I mean, yeah, I picked this, but it was difficult. Well, that song reminded me of, like, Miami Sound Machine. Who was the gal behind Miami Sound Machine? I forget. Glory. Yeah, Gloria, <laughs> Gloria, Gloria Estefan. Estefan. Yeah, yeah it, it had that very much <laughs> no, a Gloria Estefan no. kind of vibe. Lots of rhythm, you know. Of course, I had visions of being in the dance clubs, you know, the discotheques, that stuff back in the 80s, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody liked to get out and go dancing and listen to vibe to music in the 80s. Yeah, I don't get it. I've never been a bar person. I've never been a dance floor person. I don't get it. I, I had bars, but I didn't dance. like to move to music. I, I'm, I was never a good dancer, but I liked to move to music, so it was fun. I remember those it days. It looked like fun. You know, and I, wor- I worked in sales, so I was on the road a lot, so that was a lot of fun to go blow off steam after work and stuff like that with mm. some of our workmates. I'd go sure. to Chicago, and we'd be in the western suburbs, and we'd hit all these clubs on the west side you know, of Chicago and the suburbs. Wow. And they were always hopping, lots of fun, lots of laughter. Hmm. Lots of good music. Lots of STDs. Well, there was that, too. I remember- uh, A lot of cocaine. Here in Indianapolis, there was a place called Piccadilly. Ah, Piccadilly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Piccadilly. Absolutely. That was- When I was 21, that's like, oh, we got to go there. Right. And you go there and you're like, okay, well, maybe not that many times. I never actually went there. I just heard about it. Yeah, I've been there a few times. Big place. I'm sure they played Janet Jackson at Piccadilly. Oh, I'm sure. And down in Terre Haute, they had a place called Bose Disco, and later on it was called The Overpass, and it was a big discotheque kind of place. They had wet t-shirt nights there when I was in college. Did you ever win? (laughs) (laughs) No, can't say that I did. Was there any kind of Studio 54 type places that you went? Well, that was 
kind of like that place. Oh, really? Yeah, in Terre Haute? Big Steve Martin's a big floor, fan of Terre Haute, you know. And they had lots of little uh, booths, you know, private booths around. So, yeah, it was one of those. For lap dances? No, not that. This For was cocaine? A, this is more of, of a public thing. It wasn't a strip club. So? You say strip club <laughs> like it's something bad. <laughs> Strippers are people, too. Mm-hmm. Exotic dancers. Ah, uh, there we go. It's an art form. Good way to put yourself to college. That's right. Anywho. Yes. So, I mean, of all the 80s <laughs> songs there. you could have picked, yeah. why this one? I know. Look, why don't you go through your list of possibles you had to sort through? Oh, well, I mean, there's quite a few Madonna classics in there. Yeah, I remember you mentioned uh, Material Girl. No, I don't know why you're stuck on that. I, I, thought, I thought you said that. No. And probably Stevie Ray Vaughan and Stevie Eric, Eric Clapton no. had his comeback. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I did... It. The 80s was a big part of my development. Sure. I mean, I was uh, I was in elementary school yeah. when they, well, just barely. In, in the elementary, 80s? In, when, yeah, in like 1980, I was so, six. So, so I was just 80s. starting school. Okay. You're and then like I was 70s. in junior high, high, like a freshman in high school when the 80s went out. So, I mean, not only, well, okay, I, there's nothing unusual about experiencing the whole decade <laughs> but <laughs> i mean when i the point in my development when mm-hmm, you know sure. i went through the 80s you know my taste changed so much that you know 80s music to me is so wide open mm-hmm. you know it goes from pop to uh you know easy listening like 97.1 back in the day that was mm-hmm. always on on the house you mean house. like uh whitney houston and that kind of stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Someone left a cake out in the rain. Donna Summer. <laughs> was that her? Yeah. <laughs> well, first you know it was uh, it was the actor. I guess right? that was you're representing. <laughs> Sorry, you're representing all straight middle aged white men very Sorry. well right now. What was the, <laughs> <laughs> who was the who's the original? It was a, a an actor, right? English from England, right? That sang the original. I have no McCarthy idea. Park, right? No uh, idea. Now I don't remember where I was. Who, did, who, who was the guy that did the lead in Abraham? The the movie Abraham with huh? the biblical Abraham. Who was the guy that did that one? He was in. He was. Um, who was the guy that George was, C. Scott? No, 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 no. Richard the, Harris. Yes, that's okay. it. Richard Harris. Yeah, that's right. He did the original, I believe. No, George C. Scott played Abraham in the Bible, the the film. Oh, okay. The film, the Bible, John Huston film. Okay. From the sixties. Ah, okay. Now I have this visual of George C. Scott recording a runaway pop hit. Sure. <laughs> Dressed as Patton. Yes. Hey, Pat, Bo- Pat Boone did heavy metal, so anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite role of his was in Firestarter. Oh. Man, he was an asshole in that movie, but he was a kind-hearted asshole. <laughs> there we go. That was the best. Drew, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. My Drew. And what, David Keith or Keith David? I David know. Keith. David Heather Keith, Locklear yeah. was her mom. Oh, yeah. And Martin Sheen was, wasn't he one of the yeah, he was the bad FBI guy. guys? Yeah. yeah. Yep, he was the bad guy. Yep. He might have been the president in that movie. I don't, I don't remember. remember. It's been so long since I've seen it. Stephen King. Yeah. Check it out, folks. Firestarter. It, great for discussion, you know, as you're if, visiting If this were website. a book club, but it's not. Can they leave mess comments and stuff? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Sure. <laughs> or you could just shout comments at your screen and we're sure yes. to hear them. Or write it <laughs> write it down in crayon on your screen. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so you went through a lot of changes in the eighties. Yeah. Know, from age well, six in to, my, well how old were you in eight, 1989 rolled to nineteen ninety? Oh, math. Six <laughs> nine, six and ten years? Minus nineteen seventy four. Okay, so 16? you were sixteen. Yes. Yeah. 
All right. So, wow. plus my sister was six years older. You know, I was also experienced her music. Sure. Uh, Jay Giles band. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Ario Speedwagon, Hollow Notes. Hollow Notes, yeah. You know, she brought all that kind of stuff. And then, then we I, got tickets to go see Hollow Notes. Oh, really? Yep. Going to go see them. Wow. It's nice that those boys are still gigging together. Whoa, here she comes. <laughs> Watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. Whoa, here she goes. She's a man eater. I bet she's also in control. I was wondering about that. <laughs> nice segue. Beat me to the punch. That's good. So I picked this one because not long after you made that suggestion, Rhythm Nation came on my playlist, my random playlist. And that's one of my favorite Janet Jackson's. That whole album, Rhythm Nation, was stellar. And I would say probably, what's the word? Where it molds and shapes you a little bit. Transformative? Transformative. Sure. We'll go with that. Uh, influential. It, influential. Probably That's probably more the accurate. Word. That's the thesaurus word that I was looking for. Just because uh, it was, there were great messages on there about state of the world and it, it just had a lot to say. And it just hit me at a, at a time that, you know, I was becoming a teenager and, you know, things, you know, your, your hormones are raging. So any injustice, you're just livid about and you're going to fix everything. And you have all these ideas. And if anyone would just listen to you, you could fix it all. So then you know, one of your favorite artists drops an album like Rhythm Nation. You know, they're talking about all the issues going on in the world. And it just it's a perfect storm. You mean it just wasn't about shaking your booty? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. That was Casey and the Sunshine Band. I didn't pay any attention to Janet Jackson or Michael Jackson. Or any, you know, Thriller is still like one of the top-selling albums of all time. I yeah. remember when that video came out. But and yeah, I just I never wasn't was into fan. it. I just wasn't into it. Now, so. stuff in the 70s, I like that. Never Can Say Goodbye, I like that one. ABC. Oh, yeah, the Jackson 5, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Rhythm Nation came on, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. But then because it's a playlist and it's on random, it's like, hey, you like this. I bet you like some more Janet. And then Control came on. Uh-huh. Like, oh, that's the one. That's the one. Because that's more, I would say that's more autobiographical for me also. Okay. There were a lot of control issues with me as a kid growing up. Meaning like a lack of control? No, too no, <laughs> too much, too much control. Clamp down, and um, you know, so it just left me with a yearning to be free and to be in control and to make my own decisions. So there are a lot of lyrics there that just basically molded me. I, they just hit so hard. Yeah, and you know, I related to them so hard. I've got my own mind. Yeah, when I was seventeen, I did what people told me, did what my father said, let my mother mold me. But that was long ago. I'm in control, never going to stop. So, I mean, who doesn't relate to that at seventeen years old? Sure, mm -hmm. you know, so, except for those well, those who are unfortunate enough to just be left to their own devices. Yeah, latchkey kids. It's a catch sort of twenty two, right? Yeah, because I mean, and that's the interesting thing. I was a latchkey kid from like third grade on. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was the control came in, and the fact that even though I was home by myself all the time, I was left with ginormous lists of things to do. Ah, I basically ran the household. 
because I was a latchkey kid and I was home all the time. So all the cleaning. Slave labor. Yeah. I remember specifically, I was I was remembering this a couple days ago. I painted the entire house, all the trim on that house with a brush one summer because I was told to. Mm. And there was no reprieve. Just get it done. I was a kid. I was in elementary school hmm. on a ladder by myself painting the whole house trim with a four-inch brush. Did you use masking tape? No, I did not. Oh, wow. No. So you're pretty good, then. I I actually am good at painting. I would and never I, and survive I, without masking tape. I don't I It certainly don't pays use... dividends now that you're it fixing does. up your new home. It does, yeah. <laughs> and I, but... It's funny. I did use uh, masking tape in Rowan's room and wished I hadn't. Because I did more touch up where I had used tape mm. than I did where I hadn't. Mm. So the living room, I haven't even used tape at all. So maybe there's a, a thank you in there for my parents showing me uh, some life skills. But I, I'm conflicted about, about that. You know, I was reflecting about it. And I am conflicted about things like that. Because on one hand, you know, it taught me a lot of life skills. Like valid, practical life skills. But why would you ever saddle a kid with all that responsibility? And of course... Easy answer. Mom and dad don't want to. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and of course, there were Sundays, and my sister and I have since talked about this, Sundays were just the worst. Oh yeah, Sundays were awful because that was the only day mom had off work. So all the all the chores that I hadn't done right through the week... She critiqued on Sunday by throwing hellacious fits that she had to go redo it on her one day off. <laughs> so Situation. shaming. Oh, yeah. And then I debated, of course, about whether to really delve into the song because it just reminds me a lot of, of a lot of things. You know, uh, it reminds me of all the things that I wanted to escape by having control over my own life. Let me ask you a qu quite. This is a little bit, but a lot of people... When I was in high school, you know, oh, Monrovia, I can't wait get, to get out of here. You know, mm -hmm. it's a very, for our listeners, it's a very small, it was a very small community. Um, you know, there's just, people were, they say they're bored to death. I, I Personally, I kind of liked it, but but everybody, you know, and there's, it's a really, it's it's isolated. You can't, you know, you had to drive seven miles to go to the store. You, you it's know, a little and farming like, community. So I just, did you feel that in, in a way, that way, did you feel trapped there? I mean, like, you know, it's oh, not where yeah. you wanted to be. Yeah, okay. Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, I had big dreams. I, I had big dreams of going to New York and, you know, I knew I'd be a starving artist and probably living on the street, but um, I had, the, <laughs> I had the fortitude at the time to have withstood that, but I, I never did it. But yeah, I, I remember being about, I think I had my license and I was, I was just done. I was just done with it all. Uh and I was I was preparing to just pack my bag and get so the, my car. Yeah, and the eighties does not sound like it was fun for you. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, see whereas <laughs> my experience of the eighties is completely different. It, it <laughs> yeah. was a party. Well, yeah. yeah. The whole decade. I just got party. out of a you know, a house where, you know, it wasn't quite like that, but still it was very controlled, you know, very conservative people, you know, and you know, and, and I was brought up to believe that if if a guy had long hair he was a bad person. You know, so, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, and no, you know, my, my, my mother would not touch alcohol and she never did, but you know, my dad would occasionally drink a beer in front of me, but you know, it was very, so when I, you know, 81, I graduate from Monroe, you go down to Bloomington and it's just like party central down there. And I also <laughs> started experimenting with marijuana and, um, <gasps> devil's grass, I, you know, 
anyway i won't go too far into it but anyway so yeah i'm like scott it was like you know there's like Let's a huge inventory of all the a big playground substances. you know it was like you go to this big unmonitored playground sure and there's drinking and smoking nobody there to tell you you got to get your homework done nobody to tell you when you got to go to bed nobody you know it's just like you know total freedom which is i kind of actually blew it because i didn't it didn't get <laughs> didn't graduate from iu at all but i did have a you know <laughs> a great time but so yeah my experience for the 80s for that was and i really i didn't honestly i didn't really experience much of the 80s music per se because we kind of had this little click and we played you know, we, we kind of were going back. We played like Woodstock and Crosby, Stills, Nash and & Young and Beatles and all that kind of stuff. But Black Sabbath. And we were just stuck in that era. A lot of, matter of fact, a lot of people made fun of us because like, oh, yeah, you don't like it. And it's like, no, nope, mm. no, we don't. But so that for me, that was uh, that was the 80s. Of course, later on, this when I met my wife and started a family, too. But but even then we met through partying and stuff like that. It was that was from my 80s. Right. So this song, Control, by yeah, Janet Jackson, is kind of like a liberation theme for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's you know, a getting out of the term. house, getting out on your own, mm-hmm. uh, making your own decisions. Well, I mean, I I started working when I was 15. Like, legit. actually, I started working way before that, but I started working legitimately when I was 15. Um, and I, I mean, I started, I paid, I've always paid my own car insurance. Mm-hmm. and you know gas i I was completely self-sufficient i didn't pay rent but i mean as a 16 17 18 year old high school kid mm-hmm. i was entirely self-sufficient yeah not not many people can say that right. no i had actually i I started working at glamour shots my senior year i had health insurance and business cards oh my gosh my senior year in high school that's crazy <laughs> so i mean it was it was a time it was a time i mean i had summer jobs but that's all I can really say about, you know, my high school I, employment. Yeah. I, I, I started working Paper at route, summer Subway job. In, uh, when I was 15. That's that's where I worked um, mm. on the books. <laughs> me and, oh, man, I loved her. Jessica, she was great. We, yeah. we were just like... The manager? No, 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 no. Oh, just the, one of your... The manager cohorts. was this haggard, haggard woman that just... You think of somebody that lives on cigarettes... <laughs> <laughs> and she, the, i mean <laughs> i'm you know i'm picturing uh, what is it madge or whatever yes it is from, exactly uh, from monsters inc exactly oh, i'm watching you always the, actually, watching <laughs> the, uh what the the secretary or whatever in beetlejuice when they get to the other side and she's smoking oh through yeah her neck yes that's yeah a lot like this okay lady. okay this leathery <laughs> that was she was the manager but Good she, she only there. worked during the day oh, she's doing well now and jessica and i worked at night and so we we just ran the place we just ran it 16 years old you know, we were doing inventory and you know we were just running the place mm-hmm. which meant you know i was working nearly 40 hours a week way more than my permit said i should could mm-hmm. i worked till two o'clock in the morning because mm-hmm. i closed on friday and saturday nights and we just happened to close at two that was so against the law didn't matter i just give me all that money give me the money so i want i was way more interested in working and were you guys listening to music in the kitchen while you're working oh all the time yeah oh yeah Crank jams way going. too loud yeah now by then uh hair metal was in were you into hair metal no no i really wasn't because that was really big in the late 80s i was well, pretty solid mid 80s right on the yeah, pop charts 
like in high school around 15 16 17 i was paul abdul madonna taylor dane no i've lost my train of thought it's okay you were talking about working my life is a country song so <laughs> there was there was a lot there was a lot i felt i needed to escape and and get control over and i i think that i'm kind of back there in a way you're back in the 80s no just back in that in that mindset of wanting to take control of things because since then it's been a minute since then obviously it's 2021 mm-hmm. and you know a lot of things have come and gone out of life and 40 years since the beginning phew. of the 80s it's crazy isn't that crazy yeah crazy 30 years since it ended here's what i was thinking about in the 70s we used to have like 50s days and i, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I remember thinking well that was a long time ago and now we're 50 years away from the 70s in the 70s we we're only 20 years away from yep. the 50s like come on man yep. this is crazy it was nuts it was nuts i loved you know like fashions changed. tab color shirts came in when i was in high school you know, late seventies, the tab collar shirt was you know d- tab collar dress shirts with the button down collars. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Th- right. Those came back like in the Oxford popularity, shirts? and there was uh, you know top siders, the mm. you know like the deck shoes that mm. people oh, wore yeah. all the time. You know, without socks, of course. The Izod uh, crew shirt, the polo golf shirt, shirt yeah. polo shirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't like Tommy Hilfiger come into. Yeah, yeah so I just, I just remember thinking you're buying, you're spending extra money to buy this guy's shirt, and his name's right on your. So you're you're walking around like a billboard, and you're paying him to do it. Designer yes. jeans was big yeah. in the eighties. I, mean, I, I, I just remember, remember you know, we we're all all that kind of happened, you know, in the eighties. I remember. And I kind of poo pooed most of it, but you know, no fashions back, were happening way before that. Might might have been the first time you actually paid attention <laughs> yeah. to trends, but could be. They're, they're well, been... I grew up in the country, so you know, it was yeah. just jeans and t-shirts. Right. Yeah. That's what we all did. It seems like decade, like fashion trends of the decade kind of happened in the late 1800s, like 1890s forward. We've kind of had a whole decade of fashion trends. Yeah. And I think it's the, interesting. It's good that, for the industry. That we don't really do that. Up. Yeah. But if you really paid attention, that's not like in the 80s. It was big hair, acid wash. It was a, it, neon. It was a very recognizable style. Mm-hmm. There's pleated pants. Pleated pants rolled at peg rolled at the bottom. Mm-hmm. We, we just don't have things like that anymore. When was you the parachute pants? 80. Yeah. That was, that the, was 80s. the 80s. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, yeah. Did you, I, did you see Wonder Woman 1984? Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> what, does everybody parachute now? <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting my first pair of those in fifth grade, and I was told that I was not cool enough to wear them. <laughs> that hurt my little feelings. Oh, Who told you that? Uh, Some bully or something? I don't want to. No, Evidently, it didn't high matter. School. Because I yeah. kept wearing things that I liked. Yeah, high school sucked. Oh God, I hate it. I think of that line by Philip Seymour Hoffman in the film Almost Famous. He goes, "Well, you'll be meeting them all again on their journey to the middle." Mm. What was your guys' high school experience like? Was it good? Did you like it? I liked it. Was it the best time of your life? I had a good time. Yeah. Well, high school was in the seventies. It wasn't in the eighties. So I, you know, no. I'm talking about my high school experience. So sorry, we'll skip it. Yeah. So my high school was in the seventies, and it was fun. I had. uh, I was in athletics swim team. I was in uh, band and swing choir. And I was in drama, doing plays. So, you know, it was all kinds of extracurricular activities I was involved in. And so I had a 
a good group of friends that I hung out with and had a lot of fun with. And eventually we started doing uh, entertainment for uh, pep rallies. And we put together a uh, comedy skit pretending to be the wild and crazy guys from Saturday oh, yeah. Night Live. <laughs> and then did another one where uh, we came out as a satirical punk rock band called The Commodes. <laughs> And it went over so great. We did the school fight song <laughs> as a punk rock song. <laughs> nice. And it went over so great that we actually stayed together as a band and had a concert at the school and did a fundraiser for the Cancer Society. And, you know, it was hilarious. We had like a couple years, like we were totally into the commodes. <laughs> nice. So you were doing song parodies along with uh, oh, yeah. Weird Al and... Yeah. <laughs> One of our hit, hit songs was I Hate Disco. It was... Uh, <laughs> Nice. It was to the tune of uh, I Can't Get No Satisfaction by uh -huh. the Rolling Stones and just changed all the words to I hate disco and that dancing. <laughs> Take their records and I smash them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, high school was good. Yeah. Yeah. I never understood why people cried. You know, the upperclassmen cried when, you know, they were seniors mm -hmm. until I became one. And then I, I got it. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, the everything's changing. The, the dream was ending, you know, yeah. the fun was ending and, you know, you were coming out into, you know, the real world and you didn't, you didn't know anybody. You were leaving all your friends and it was totally different. It was a big letdown. Hmm. So I got lost uh, in the 80s, especially in college for that very reason, because I wasn't around, you know, my peeps, you know, so then it was a different story. But college was the 80s. And then after that, you know, Michelle and I got married in 1986. So oh. then it was early married life. And then Amanda was born in 1988. So then starting a family, I really got kind of serious about career and work and, you know, raising family and all that kind of stuff by the time the 90s rolled around. Mm. So I always say I miss the 90s because I was focused on kids and career, uh -huh. you know, really wasn't paying any attention to any new music or anything like that. So I missed the whole grunge movement. I mean, I knew it was going on, but I wasn't listening all that much. Whatever was on Q95, I guess. Yeah. So it wasn't until AJ was a junior high. AJ is my youngest son, by the way. And unfortunately, he's not here with us tonight. He's the uh, millennial voice, the millennial nihilist among us, but taking a day off. So uh, uh, when he was junior high, he started listening to like grunge and I started getting into, into 90s music then through him, really. And same thing with heavy metal. I mean, when hair metal hit in the late 80s, mid mid to late 80s, I mean, I just like, eh. Yeah, I didn't like it. What I a was... bunch of posers. You know, I just <laughs> wasn't into it, you know? And now going back, though, I'm like, why did I dislike this? This is good stuff. I, I, always, thought, I always thought they should just make like a, two, a double set album and each side could be like, one could be like, you know, the overt sexual thing and one could be like the devil and evil occult you know and i had it all figured out and it's like that's all we need is two albums cut it you know and then and that's it that's and we're done with that yeah so when you mm -hmm. talk about 80s music you know there is a wide variety i mean yeah, there the is. 80s started with the post-punk new wave yeah kind of music so you, you still had a, a punk influence and in a lot of the new the new music that was coming out but there was a big detour that happened. A lot of people call new wave music uh, disco's revenge, <laughs> you know, because yeah. disco got killed by punk rock and then punk rock got killed by new wave. And new wave was club music. It was heavy rhythms, big drum sounds, lots of bass and synthesizer, uh, you know. But what's amazing about a lot of 80s music, it was deeply socially conscious. 
Hmm. You know, yeah, there, there's a lot of material, you know, dealing with uh, Reaganomics or the fear of the atom bomb. We didn't start the fire. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. What about the, the 99 left balloons or whatever? Wasn't that a... <sighs> Nina. Well, then, that yes, song. then there were those. <laughs> there were songs that were just, you know, girls just want to have fun, you know. Yeah, there, there, you there were fun songs just... You know, to dance to and kind of lose yourself in. Uh, for I was listening to radio in college. Oh, right. You were prepping so, on dance So songs. new wave music was, that was what was being, top 40 was filled with new new yeah. wave hits. Sure and was. So, you know, I had a healthy diet of new wave singles. And new wave is really marked by, especially the early 80s, is marked by singles. You know, you might have had some albums by some bands that you liked, but for the most part, it was singles. By this band, that band, they had a, had all these hits out, you know. And, uh, you know, we just listened to the radio and, you know, I really liked all that stuff. So when I hear it now, it's like, that reminds me of my younger days. You yeah. know, shooting pool down in the basement of our college apartment and, <laughs> you know, listening yeah. to the radio. It's kind of what music is to me a lot of times is, is you hear an old song and it brings back a feeling Maybe uh, some uh, a weather, some weather I remember back in the day, or people or events. You know, it's almost it's kind of ingrained in my life. It's more than just a song now. It's right. I saw a meme the other day. Is you know, the, uh, you want to time travel, put on a record. Yeah, that's great. That's so, very true. And there is a lot of truth to that. The music mm -hmm. will take you back. So, uh, but you know, listening to Janet Jackson's Control, it me immediately had. Uh, you know, not a personal reaction like you had, Jay, but more of a, oh, yeah, club music, mm -hmm. you know. And so I saw myself remembering being in clubs, dancing, you know, getting lost to the music, having fun, laughing with your friends, mm -hmm. loud, fun. Oh, well, I mean, that's that's why you have people that get stuck in a decade, you know, right. and yeah. basically just, you know, they become a punchline to early, to newer generations, younger right. people, because yeah, but I mean, it happens to all of us. It uh -huh. happens to everybody because you know, just all of a sudden, at some point, you're just seen as that guy that likes '70s music, or that guy that doesn't listen to anything but '90s music, or that guy that doesn't listen to anything but Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, there's a reason for that because that music reminds you of a particularly right great time of your life that you enjoy revisiting right nothing and, but blues and you know 80s yeah. is marked by excess by greed yes. or, you know by narcissism mm -hmm. you know just and, watch american it, it, like Psycho. i said it was a big party it was a lot of fun that that's how i remember the 80s yeah and you know new wave was kind of a soundtrack for that i miss that i don't i don't have a time where i just partied i worked Yep. Here lies Jay Rickard. He worked. <laughs> 40 different jobs. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm an idealist. If, if I'm not happy with the, the ideals of the, of the company and what they stand for and how they run their business, yeah. I'll leave. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, good luck. Can't really find them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Is, is it hard to find? I mean, is that true? Is it hard for you to find a business that you can kind of feel comfortable working for i mean that's not always the issue but um i feel like i'm at a good one now well, good yeah I, I i enjoy the the culture of the company i'm with and and how they do business and how they respond to things and yeah yeah i'm, I'm very happy with them okay i left i left a job 
once because they they wanted me to take all kind you know tens of thousands of dollars from medicare patients for upgraded cataract surgeries that they couldn't afford mm-hmm. i finally just basically told them to piss off and i left that was one of the only times that i've ever left a job without one to go to because you felt it was unethical it, it was entirely unethical and they basically backed me up against a wall and well, I walked out the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, so yeah, I've had some, yeah, I've had probably more jobs than some, but I don't think it makes me flaky. It, oh, no. A lot know, of people I've, have lots of jobs. Well, I, back to the song, you have your own mind. Yeah. You have your. Do the fuck I want to, I guess. Yeah, you, <laughs> you took yeah, control. You have your set of values. And you took control right. of the situation. If you didn't like it, you didn't care whether it was like, well, people just don't quit their jobs. Well, you said, no, I'm in control. Yeah. You're not going to tell me what to do. You know, and with the labor shortage right now, you can pretty much understand that they need you more than you need them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, them being I, the yeah, employers. That's, and that's, that's pretty interesting twist too because that's not always been the case has no it? It has, <laughs> no that's right yeah yeah but, but i i think it's true though that i mean you know resources. you just said earlier today you know you're not allowed to use your your cell phone at work right that's kind of that's not really the norm anymore like it's not shocking or jarring to hear that but you're like oh that sucks for you because you know, does, but then, most i mean well i, I guess it, it depends it depends on the nature of your job and what you do but most employers have really let off a lot of that kind of stuff because they realize that strangling your employees doesn't make them more productive. Well, well, but the problem too is you also get, unfortunately, some of these people are take advantage of that, of and it's like, how come this isn't getting done? I don't know. I'm working really hard, and they walk away, and, and they're oh, let me let me text right. back and exactly. or look. Yeah, so. I, I get it. I do get it. And so I try to honor that. I, I just try to make them as happy as I can make them, you know. That, that, like you said, I mean, like you said, it, it is kind of one of those, where they need you more than you need them. And so I'm kind of ha- I'm kind of happy there. I kind of like the people I work with for the most part. And I mm-hmm. like the way that things are working. So, you know, that's the question. Do I do I go out and try to find a higher paying job? I probably could find one. But what if I find one and I don't like the way they do things? You know, so that's I, true. That's true. Sometimes and you it is a big risk. To, Kind of like, well, I really like working with certain people, so maybe I'll try to stick it out. And I mean, I work extra hours, but I don't, you know, right now I'm kind of by myself, so I don't mind earning the extra pay to to make things go work. So I guess that has nothing to do with what we're, the 80s or control earning extra pay. Well, I Sometimes mean, kind I of wonder. the theme of the song though is about liberation, right? So we talk about things that where we feel trapped or under the thumb what it is we need to do to get out of it abrupt uh <laughs> termination <laughs> uh, no a, a abrupt um topic well not really topic change i just thought of a particularly intense moment as a teenager where i exerted my independence one of the only times my dad ever hit me mm-hmm. don't even remember what it was said or he didn't like whatever i remember it not being warranted at least i felt but you know he hit me on the face and I just had it. I think I was 16, maybe 17. I was young and I I didn't I didn't back down. I didn't even back up a step. Matter of fact, I leaned in and I told him to do it one more time. I said, "You hit me one more time and see what happens." And I was calm. I I wasn't screaming. I was just letting him know what was going to happen if he did it again. Enough. Yeah, it was just that was my line in the sand moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
I've taken all of this for so long, but I'm done. And, you know, I, what did I have to lose other than a roof over my head? Yeah. I, I was I was paying my own way through life already, so why put up with this shit? Right. <laughs> you know? But, you know, you get out there, and you get that actual control, and there's no guidebook, really. There's There's no list of do this and that, you know, for a happy life. And so you don't always make the right decisions when you get that control. Right. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, and that's just life. Um, but I feel like I'm, I'm in a position now where I'm not reacting to life as it happens to me. I feel like I'm finally carving out the life that Mm. I want and actually being intentional about who I am, the life that I have and what I want to do with it. That's going to feel good. Yeah, it, it kind of does. I mean, it's scary. Sounds just like the song, too, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's good. So I I think that's why I picked it. It meant something to me then, and it kind of means something to me now, just in a different, however many decades later kind of (laughs) way. (laughs) And we're all just 13-year-old boys on the inside. Basically. (laughs) Trying to act like grown-ups. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't know what it's like for girls, but I know it's what it's like for guys. It's probably much the same. It probably presents itself differently, but I think we're all just kids trying to trying to act like adults. Trying to adult. Yeah. Is this how you adult? I trying to get it right. It's like, and you look around, like, I think this is right. <laughs> Nobody's looking at me right now. I must be doing something okay. <laughs> There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. I'm not in jail, so I must be doing okay. I always like that. Well, I'm as good as the next person, you know, and, and we compare ourselves with criminals. Yeah, well, I'm better than that guy. That we're good. (laughs) But maybe that's maybe that's why there's such a fascination with true crime these days Mm. is because it makes people feel better about themselves (laughs) as a person. (laughs) At least I don't do that, right? At least I'm not Joe Exotic. (laughs) Wow, it was that his name? Did I get that right? I didn't watch. I think that's right. I I watched some of it. I didn't watch Paul and Alyssa, my, my son and his wife, we watched it during the... I was I was some sort of, of curious. And it's just kind of like, I saw enough of it and I'm like, you know, I mean, plus I, you know, I wasn't with them the whole time, so they watched someone I wasn't there and I was just kind of like, you know, I don't think I need to see any more of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I get the point. You know, the 80s, you know, there was a lot of great movies too during the 80s. Oh, so many. But so many that do not stand the, the test of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, they Fast just... Times? Fast times, that's probably not as bad. Things like Soul Man, C. Thomas Soul Howell. Man. Yeah, I don't remember that one. <laughs> oh, that, is, well, that was a problematic movie at the time, I think. It wouldn't even get made St. Elmo's Fire, yeah. remember that? The Brat that. Pack. Yeah, the Brat, Brat Pack. pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it was right. the John Hughes films. You had uh, 16 Candles. Don't You Forget About Me. Well, Pretty whole, in Pink. A whole canon of movies with no one of color. The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, that's all it. All Pretty White Kids. Yeah, it was all Chicago suburbs. Yeah. You know, it's like the only, only place that life happens is in metropolitan cities, you know, right. either in uh, L.A. or Chicago or New York mm-hmm. <laughs> is where most of the stories are told. Or if if something does happen, if you get a slice of life in the country, it's like, what e- what's eating Gilbert Grape? You know, if there are fields to be seen, mm-hmm. then it's an Oscar contender and it's weepy <laughs> and there's piano music. <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, oh, there's, that's oh, classic. I loved it. Yeah, I guess the a lot Blues of Blues Brothers. Yeah, Blues yeah, Brothers. That's so a classic. Good. A- a- the Alien yeah. uh, 
franchise started in the 80s. It did. Yeah. Friday the 13th, right? Friday the 13th yes. started oh, in the, the 80s. Slasher. Speaking of last Oh, the oh yeah. The 80s slasher. horror slasher yeah. films. Yeah, Freddy, was Freddy Krueger a part of the start mm-hmm. of the... Mm-hmm. So did you get to enjoy any of that in the 80s since you were working so much or the films and stuff? There was a lot in the late 80s, early 90s that, yeah, I just missed because yeah. I was working three or four jobs at a time, 12 hours, 12, wow. 14 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. Gee. Because, you know, I I could, I was young. <laughs> I, I could do it. I can't even, like, I just get anxious just thinking about it now. I can't imagine trying to pull all that off. Mm. Now, did you have any TV shows you enjoyed in the 80s at all? <sighs> yeah. I Yeah. There was some great bad tv because <laughs> i it, mash went off the air in 1982 i remember it was a right. big event yeah, we that. all got oh, together and watched the, la- yeah. the final episode of mash yeah, that was yeah. like 1982 yeah. mm-hmm. and the thing was that was the only show i was watching and after that i stopped watching television so i pretty much missed 80s television i think the only show that i watched in the 80s besides mash was northern exposure uh, oh, that was a good one. That wasn't yeah. Cheers. Didn't that kind of encompass the? 80s? Yeah, I didn't really watch Cheers it. It was, was a sitcom, was you know, 80s. formula. I just really didn't watch it. Yeah, I saw a lot of those TV shows and stuff like that. That was that was primarily before I started becoming a workaholic. And cable television started in the eighties, so there was HBO and Cinemax, HBO. Cinemax. Showtime, yeah, Cinemax and <laughs> yeah. Showtime and all that, you know, and. and Plus, you could buy uh, VHS recorders and record all right. shows. Oh, yeah. you know. So you all sure that happened, you know. I remember all, all the, all the Star the Wars time. movies were played on HBO, and I'd record them, you know, on VHS. And how many people have gotten divorced because they taped a ball game over their wedding? <laughs> oh gosh, who knows? <laughs> you know. Anyway, that uh, that about does it for me as far as that songs concerned well that's in interesting because you know I, I would have never I, you know i read the lyrics along as the song was going and i wouldn't have thought of it as a liberation theme but, but it totally makes sense mm-hmm. well know? it, it definitely mean, was a liberation theme for her yeah uh, mm-hmm. because that's i mean that's exactly what she was she this was only her second album wow she had put out one album before you said she was 19 i didn't do proper research okay. so i don't have her exact age yeah but i want to say 17 or 18 yeah she had done the one album yeah you know it got some radio play but it wasn't a huge success uh this was really her first smash oh and it's funny too you watch some of the other videos from that album what have you done for me lately Oh, you know, you say videos. We didn't even mention oh, MTV music yeah. videos. Right. MTV. I mean, yeah, that was. Huge. They were watching. That was on TV. That was going all the time in the background. Oh, like, yeah. like you mentioned, I remember when Thriller came out. Man, everybody had to go. Everybody had to see that video. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Well, you oh, know, yeah. it was going around twenty four hours a day, and you yeah. had the VJs. They were all cool mm-hmm. and hip. Oh, and Martha you know, Quinn. And, and here's another thing. When I was I was Kennedy working in the restaurant, and and like, we're talking about music, and it's like I'm like, and so there was a song on the radio. I said, you know, I don't really like that song that much. And here's the first time, yeah, but the video's cool. <laughs> so, right. you know, it's right. like, well, yeah, but yeah, the song. Oh, no, but the video's yeah. cool. Well, it, it did. It, I happening. mean, it was a whole cultural shift. But what was the first video played on MTV when they launched? Video Killer Radio Star. Radio Star. By the Buggles, right? The Buggles? But Buggles? Yeah. But buggles, pretty sure it was buggles, the Buggles. Something like that. I don't know. Video. Kill the radio star. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> but I mean, there there are songs that I'm pretty sure I only like because I experienced it the first time by watching the video. Yeah. 
And, you Levels. know, having that context, whether it's an artistic rendition, you know, it's kind of a feeling kind of thing based on the lyrics, or if it's just a literal, like, teleplay of the lyrics, whatever their interpretation, visual interpretation of the song is, you know, it, it hits you one way or another. Well, and sometimes it's it's just enough to, wow, that's yeah. it's like watching a movie. Yeah. You know, and, and, and videos that made it big that were hits, hit videos, were... were huge for artists I sure, mean, their yeah. music sold and their they packed their stadiums and stuff mm-hmm. because their videos were popular right Madonna. and it, you know the people from the <laughs> 70s you know artists who are already established in the 70s that were still trying to make it in the 80s if they didn't know how to make some decent videos and get some decent video people behind them and what they were doing you know they weren't going to go anywhere for the most part, tom right. petty and the heartbreakers is a good example 1984 yeah. he put out that southern accents album and he had Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics produce the album. And they went, you know, tried to adopt more 80s kind of sound, you know. And But they had really fantastic videos that really sold the music. I think Madonna's probably the first one that really built a career on that, on the visuals. It, I mean, I don't think it was really until maybe the late 90s or aughts that she... He actually took some singing lessons and, you know, pulled off some songs that were actually vocals. I mean, she she was a performer when well, she still is. But that was her bag. If if she didn't have that visual platform for the style and, you know, her videos, I don't know that she would have been Madonna, you know. Yeah, she was a beboppy pop yeah. sensation at first. And yeah. then she shifted to soft porn. Well, yeah. <laughs> She, yeah. When, when was the shift? Yeah. I, uh, she's, <laughs> after she stopped being cute, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got a whole history, but <laughs> anyway, I, I, yeah. People like her really owe a lot of their careers to, to music videos. Right. And yeah. Yep. The marriage style and, and music. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Yay, fun. We miss you, AJ. We miss you. Yeah. Come back. <laughs> well, this has been The, the music, music in, in Us. And I don't know if it's been cathartic or not but it it was here <laughs> it, it's been here liberation free at last free at last thank god, god almighty. almighty i'm free at last yeah. all right and now you all are free bye-bye Woo. thank you for listening to the music in us we hope you enjoyed today's show also we would love to hear from you please reach out to us when you can any way that you can Email us at themusicandonspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at themusicandonspod, Facebook at themusicandonspodcast, or on our website, themusicandonspod.com. We'll see you next week with another great gab fest about the universal language of music. <laughs>